lot, isn't it? Hey everyone, and welcome to another week of It's a Lot with Abby Chatfield. This week is a little bit different in structure, not really in content, but something kind of um, serendipitous and wonderful happened. And uh, my dear friend Simon, who is the guest this week, happened to capture it. So what happened was we were planning to do a podcast episode with my friends Viola and Simon. You may have seen on my Instagram and we started to record. We were like, oh, let's have a wine in between recording. And then one thing led to another, had a few more than one wine. We kind of left it. We're going to record some more the next day. I went to dinner and while I'm at dinner, Simon calls me and he says, oh, my friend whose name will be bleeped out um, is having some issues in her relationship and I'm calling her and I'm going to record it to do a little interview. And I came home, I listened to it, and it was so good. Like, I was like, I want to listen to this podcast. Like, this is amazing. So we have bleeped out the names of both the people uh, for privacy reasons. Um, But nevertheless, I think it's a really good chat. I think it's really interesting. Um, And then I come back in at the end and Simon and I record at the end. So it's me, Viola, Simon at the start. I go to dinner. Simon records with his friend. I come back, I listen and I react. I think it's a really good episode. Let me know what you think. Also sending love out to all of my listeners in Melbourne. Hope you guys are doing okay. I know it's a very difficult time for everyone. Um, So I hope you guys are holding in there. Uh, I will probably have more content for you guys, I think, maybe in a couple of weeks because I am going to be in the hotel quarantine in Brisbane, in Queensland, when I go back because I'm currently in Sydney for some work that I had to do. So (laughs) so, uh, maybe that will help you guys get through if we're all in the same kind of boat and I'm I might release like some mini episodes. I might just do some more Instagram stuff. I'm not sure. I'll see what happens with timing and everything like that. So without further ado, here is my chat with Simon and Viola and then Simon's chat with his friend and then my chat with Simon about his chat with his friend. (laughs) Hope you guys enjoy. Thanks. Okay. Hi, guys. God, I'm here with Viola and Simon. I'm so exhausted. (laughs) I'm here with my really good friends, Viola and Simon. I met Viola twice, but I'd say we're really good friends. (laughs) Connection, guys. It's all connection, about connection. Connection and vibes. So I'm here with my friends Viola and Simon and I forced them on the podcast. We, we were hanging out and I was like, you know what we could do, guys? <laughs> Record a podcast. She, and they're like, she only mentioned it like 14 times before we got the hint <laughs> from the second we picked her up. And I was like, guys, crazy idea that I've just had. Um, we could make content uh, for my podcast, which is crazy. Um, but so we're here. We're having a few wines. We meant to do a face mask, but like probably not. But maybe tomorrow we should do the face mask. Um, and yeah, I just decided to have them answer some questions because we have some pretty good chats. Fuck yeah, we do. Yeah, we're good chats. So we always end up having DMs whenever we hang out. When I first met Simon, it was like, so Simon and I met because I was on the show and I think you saw my shitty edit and you were like, oh, this poor tragic bitch. (laughs) You were like, this poor girl. And I did something I never, ever, (laughs) ever fucking do. (laughs) I was like, I was drunk one night and I remember just being like, I think it was like after the show and I don't watch the show. I just kind of saw the headlines, you know, I say across like pedestrian TV and stuff. Yeah. And after the show finished, I was like, man, I just fucking love this Abby girl. Mm. And I did something I never, ever do. I fucking messaged her on Instagram like a fangirl. This is a message. This is a message. <laughs> hey, boo. It- <laughs> <laughs> 
Go on. This is pre-COVID as well, obviously, some oh memories. And he goes, Cringe. hey, babe, um, if you ever want a gay to drink with in Sydney, <laughs> I'm I'm the one you could, or like give, give me a call. And I was like, you know what? I would like a gay to drink with in Sydney. So I admire the balls. I was and like, I woke up the following morning when I had sobered up and I read what I'd written and I was like, oh, my God. But I replied. I was like, oh, my God. And, I was really and then um, Simone Holtznagel who was on Amer- America's Next Top Model, we wish, Australia's Next Top Model. That's correct, yes. She got um, a, a weird edit as well. Yep. And she messaged me being like supportive and I saw you guys were friends and I was like, oh my God, we should all hang out when I'm in Sydney next. And we yeah. had a dinner with my best friend, Christabel, and it was just magical. Yeah, and Simone's one of my oldest friends and then I think her and Abby just really kind of clicked and connected and then mm. the first time we hung out, it was just love at first sight. Anyway, I'm totally hogging the mic, so we should get Viola to introduce herself. Well, then Viola came into the picture oh, here we a go. month ago. That's called a narrative. Good. And called, that is and storytelling. Called segue, and that's called yes. a segue. And that's Connecting called, the dots. That's called structure. <laughs> so, and then, and then I met Viola, like, last time I was in Sydney, same thing click vibes obsessed with each other sitting in the corner of the couch being like i just love you babe drunk i love you i just love you i, love I was you. pretty much ignored to be honest anyway, yeah i'll pass it over so here's viola yeah, we totally forgot about simon that night totally oh, you and like, i were like in love exist. i was like goodbye simon nice to meet you <laughs> see you later 12 years of friendship no need no more bye <laughs> no you and i were totally in love I loved and I it. I loved it. And for me like generally Simon knows if he introduces me to girls I'm always off it. Like I'm always if I like you I either like you or don't like you. I don't have an in between and if I don't like you no matter how hard I try to smile my face gives it away every single time. Yeah, you're very expressive. I'm in the corner like just rolling my eyes. <laughs> well, we, 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 I went to actually this afternoon we went to get new perfume so I forgot perfume and I was like Viola come in here to help me choose. And I was like do you like it's like oh like, oh, no, God. and I was like, oh, I don't really like that one thing. She's like, no, fuck I swear, no. One of them that. smelled like it came straight from a sweatshop and put it in a box into a little label and then shipped it over. And you're supposed to spray it on yourself. But I liked yes. it. Mm, I mm. liked. I was like, what do you think about this so one? You, you like, smell uh, like smelly, sweaty balls. That's what you <laughs> sweaty balls, babe. The honesty. So yeah, we all just clicked and we have really good conversations. So I thought, why not force him to come on the podcast? I do want to do a solo episode with Simon and with Viola, but. You know, I'm so excited. We're also going to launch a true crime podcast. Yeah, we're going to try. My, my true passion lies. I'm obsessed. Obsessed. And obsessed. Cy, I'm staying at Sai's place because he has a spare bedroom. It's like this luxurious apartment. So we're just going to be here. Maybe it's pretty 10 bougie, days. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty bougie. So yeah. I love being here. So um, usually I start the episodes with what's been a lot lately for you all this week. Right. So do you have anything that's been a lot? Could it be anything? Anything. It could be like you like had a like you went to Coles and saw a guy you fucked ten years ago, or it could be like, oh, like coronavirus is making me have a mental brain. Oh my god. I fucking know what's been a lot. What's okay. been a lot, Doug? Okay. So I'm not gonna say his name because he may listen to I, I wouldn't be surprised if he listens to the podcast. But so my very first boyfriend, um, probably I would say the only time I've really been head over heels in love. And maybe that's just your first love anyway. I don't know. Like the first cut is the deepest vibes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he's um he's now he's he's absolutely wonderful. And I'm talking we were together when we were 18, which for me is we're we're going on what, 14 years now? That's a, a long time ago, but he has always left such an impression on me. Yeah. He's now very happily married to another beautiful boy and they're like the perfect couple. Rolls like, eyes, me. I know. Ugh. Annoying. Anyway. So, and and that's fine. Like, I don't still pine for him per se, but like I'm I'm happy for him, but I'm also very happy not to see him anyway. Well, the reminder isn't fun, is it? No, he's fucking moved to my suburb, Abby. And this isn't a big suburb either, is no, it? No, we're in Dover Heights. Like, we're in Dover Heights. We're in Dover Heights. <laughs> 
remember hats? It was summer in Europe with fresh flowers. <laughs> well, no. went to Coles to get fresh flowers today. So I was going to get a coffee with Viola. I was desperately hungover and, like, it was just after I'd, at the beginning of ISO, I did I had a Britney moment and I shaved my head and shaved my stubble. I looked like I was going to remission. It was not no, a good thing. No, you looked handsome. You have a good face. Thank you. You're a great liar. Don't I love you. you. No, I thought it looked Do handsome. Darling, I thought you looked handsome. Anyway, so I'm, I'm walking up to our local to get a coffee and out of the corner of my eye, I glance a silhouette and a profile that I just instantly know. Yeah. And I'm with Viola. I'm like, oh, my God, it's him. And so we kind of walked in and, like, he was facing one way. I was facing the other. I'm like, okay, I can either try to ignore him, but we're in such a small enclosed space that if he sees me and I have ignored him, it's going to be even weirder. So I kind of, like, with my hungover shaky hands, sort of tapped him on the shoulder and I was like, you tapped hey, him on the shoulder. Wait, you tapped him on the shoulder. Well, tapped him on the shoulder to say hello. Um, and he's like, oh, I'm, it's so hard not to say his name, but he's like, oh, yeah, you know, me and my partner. Make up a name, make up a name. Um, uh, Brad. Patrick, okay, which Patrick. is actually very close to his real name, which is fucked. <laughs> it's like, okay, Patrick. I couldn't come up with any other name. I mean, Patrick, Patrick. It's not Patrick, but it's not far off it. Okay. Um, it's like, hi, Patrick. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> And he's like, oh, yeah, me and me and my husband live here now. I'm like, oh, where's like where's here? Thinking like Greater Sydney. He's like, oh, Dover Heights. I'm like, what Greater the Sydney. fuck, man? Of all the suburbs you could choose, I'm just leave me with my little corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And any paranoid when you get coffee, get, get well, now I've, No, or... so apparently they've lived here for two years. I haven't seen them once. And now since that um, bump in at the cafe, I've seen them like seven times. No. You know why? Including this now. week. And you know what, Abby? It's a lot. That is that, that that's a fuck it, that's a lot. It's the worst because it's like it's like then when you go out, I find this with exes. I'm like, then I like I don't want to see you, but I'm like on edge about seeing you, and I would feel better just seeing you. But you don't want to see them because you're like, what the fuck would I want to see my ex with their happily married husband and probably they're like cocker spaniel or something. Babe, like I'm the, like good luck chalk. Like, have has anyone seen that movie? Yeah. Every single guy that I date, the next person they date, they get married to. I'm not joking. Every even if I go on like one date or two dates or two weeks. Next week, I find out they're happily married. I'm like, what the Did you and I go on a date, Viola? Like, <laughs> Babe, come on. Anybody, I'll take you on a date. You might find a husband. You never know. I thought for a second Viola meant she dated someone and then two weeks later they were happily married. And I'm like, that relationship was probably in play prior. You don't, you don't often meet and get married within two weeks. The wedding weeks. was probably planned, babe. I don't know if actually. It's so weird. You just it's need so to stop weird. dating engaged men, Viola. I think that's, that's the key takeaway from this. Just uh, look, if the wedding's within a month, don't date them. I think is. I think within the month is a bit much. I mean, isn't... let's. Wait, so how long? How long are we actually talking though? I'm not joking. Like the last guy I saw, like literally has a baby. Now he's married. The one before that got married like a year later yeah. or two years later. I'm like, what the actual fuck is going on here? Like, what am I like? The yeah. person that you use before you go on, like I kind of like them when they get was married. Was the baby four years old when you were dating? <laughs> now they have like they have like a seventeen year old. It's really actually weird. Five. The kids get. <laughs> I feel like though, like I don't mind when they get married after because I'm like, right, that's your soulmate. When they date a random person after, I'm like, fuck. Yes. But marriage, I'm like, maybe they're just the one. Maybe they're just I'm not joking. It happens like literally all the time. Every single guy, like, even if I don't take it seriously, or it's been like three months, as soon as they start dating somebody else, suddenly that person's the one. Two years or a year later, this person's married happily, and here I am. Why do you think that is? Single. Well, babe, I think that just shows that you're like the trainer. 
You're like because training them. Well, well, but you know why? Because if you're making like, me sound like a horse trainer. Like no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Melbourne car. You're that strong, beautiful, independent woman that fucking gets their shit in line. That's what I'm saying. And then it ends with you. And then they go, oh, you know what? I'm a normal human now. No, that's what I think. I think you genuinely, because you are very strong in regards to like, what you I'm want. I'm not bothered. Like, this is the thing with me. And like, I'm not bothered. But like, every single time, like... One, two, three, four, five. Like, God, how many more? <laughs> because you're on a pushover. So I think they go, That's oh, I thing, can't do this yeah. shit anymore. And I kind of like, I'm one of those girls, like, I don't message back. If you message me on a Tuesday, I'll message you on a Sunday. Just we, like. had this, we had this conversation <laughs> in the car and I was like, I'm not texting this guy first. And Viola was like, okay. Like, she's, she's like, like, what cool, the fuck babe, would you? You message me on Tuesday, I'll message you next week, Sunday. Like, when yeah. I'm free. Like, it's, it's my time. Terms. Like, my time. <laughs> Hey there. Rocking up to the altar. (laughs) So you're putting on your wedding suit with your groomsmen. Let's chat. (laughs) How are you? How are the kids? I'll see you at the altar. I object. I just walked down the island, not a wedding dress. Fucking arrival wedding dress. Fuck, sorry, that, that is sorry. So my auntie did that shit, so I know very well. She you have to fu- okay. I'm not Viola, joking. Tell the fucking story. I'm right not now. joking. Do you know how many of my aunties? They don't give a shit. They'll show up in a wedding dress, be like, dun, 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 dun. okay, right behind Bullshit. the bride. They don't care. Bullshit. In Africa, they don't give a in shit. In Africa, <laughs> wait. So is this a thing that happens? Is it your family that's like their thing? They're well known for it. Do they just like white dresses and they just they get or mixed up about the appropriate? Or the maid of honor would wear like a full wedding dress, like as well. Because they're in love with the husband. No, they just wear a full wedding attention. dress. They just want attention. Like it's my best friend's wedding. It's mine too, so I want a wedding dress. Speaking of bad behavior at wedding, my mother, God bless her, cotton socks, but awesome. just is a, a very, I'm, I'm going to be diplomatic here, an exceptionally complex woman yeah. and um, especially when it comes to my sisters, loves to make, I, I guess, I, I don't want to say make the moment about herself but kind of take centre stage. My mother was two and a half hours late to my younger sister's wedding. Shut the fuck up. Two and a half hours Everyone was there. We were there. The grooms were standing up the front. The priest is there. Everyone. Everyone. Two and a half hours. She came swanning in and made some excuse about getting her hair done. I was like, oh, mum, ultimate power play. That isn't even a good excuse. I was getting my hair done. Well, her hair wasn't even good. Like she's. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. My mother has never. My mother has never had good hair. Oh my god. The ultimate power play. Your mum's exactly like my mum. Like I went to my cousin's wedding and I'm like, mum, what are you wearing? She's like, don't worry, you'll see it later. Mate, this woman had like a full pink sequence dress with a whole train, like a train. And I'm like, are you serious? I'm is it mad. your wedding? I'm not, I'm not ju- And she had it like she had it made. My mom is too much. My mom is too much. But that, babe, that's a fucking lot. Did you get a little like pang when you saw him? Like a little like. Ugh. I mean, I think it's that it's that whole thing of like. What could have been? It's that whole thing of him and I, him and I as the person I am today and the person he is today, we would not. We're not compatible. We're not meant to be together. I understand that. Like, he's not even my type anymore. Mm. We're, we're so far from... Who's hotter, you or him? Simon. Oh, definitely Simon. <laughs> Simon was like, okay, fill the mic. Thank, he's like, thank you, you, you I think that's icon. very sweet. Definitely. I, I, I definitely think him, but again, I, I may just be talking through, like, rose-coloured glasses. Mm-hmm. But it's that whole thing of, like, I, I know I don't want to be with him. It's not like I, I want him to end his relationship with his husband and be with me. It's just that whole thing of... At one point in time, we were so deeply in love. And so yeah. there's always like a little part of my heart that will belong so with, with him, him yeah. regardless of like how far. Like if we were to meet today and go on a date, there would zero compatibility. Yeah. Sparks would not fly. We changed so much between 18 oh, and I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, he's pretty fucking beige these days. But yeah, you're there's... you're you're anything but beige. You're a fucking you're a fucking passionate red fucking that fucking glitter. glitter rainbow yeah, with the unicorns fucking... prancing across it. Galaxy dosed in rosé. Yeah, which is exactly what we all are because we're all fucking unwell. We're actually saying when we're hanging out last, we were so drunk. We were saying how like we were so drunk. But like the reason why I think we all appreciate each other's company is because we have to kind of like not perform. But when when you're the person at the party, there has to be the entertainer. But with us... Oh, my God. I'm so here for this. But when it's us, we're all the entertainer. So there yeah. isn't pressure on one of us. I'm like, I could sit in a corner and Viola be like, Bleh! and then Simon would be like, Bleh! and then Simon would be like, Bleh! like all of us. Would, and then Danny was here as well. And it was just like we were all having our different Overload. moments. Overload. Overload, which is good because I'm used to being like the fun one, right? I think it's strong personality as well. Like there's different environment around different friends. I feel like sometimes... I become so extra mm. because um, maybe because they're boring and I just need to entertain people and make it like lively and fun. But yeah, with us, it's always, it's so natural and it's mm -hmm. so easy and mm -hmm. we don't compete. Like, although we're all big personalities, none of us compete with no. each other at all. No. Yeah. And we were actually talking about this in the car um, with Abby and Dee today. And it, we're talking about the importance of connecting with like-minded people mm -hmm. and for some people out there, that won't be big personalities. You know, absolutely yeah. everyone is different. For some people, they will connect with maybe quieter, more considered people. For others, they may connect with more philosophical individuals. Mm -hmm. Like it, not not everyone needs to be an absolute like OTT. No one needs to be stripping the first time we hung out, pouring water all over himself, <laughs> dancing in his undies. <laughs> but you know what? Here I am. Not everyone needs to be OTT. True story. True story. <laughs> no, the first time oh we, we got drunk, God. I was like, Simon, dance me. He's like, I fine. Have, I have a routine. <laughs> no, but, and no, but, but the thing is like that for some people, they'd be like, what the, but I was like, and I was just sitting there and I was like, thank fuck the, like the, not the pressure, but yeah, but the pressure's off me. Like with people from high school and stuff, sometimes I'm like, I'm the like crazy one. But with us, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, oh, she's so kooky. Like the old. This like, is why she keeps coming to hang out with us. She's oh, yeah, no I'm, the crazy I'm, one. I'm she's the fucking like, calm right, one. I need to be surrounded by psycho motherfuckers. Oh, like mentally deranged. <laughs> And I'm like, so what's your trauma? I'm like, well, my trauma is it. But like, I know, I just, I, it, it's very, it's very lucky that we've found each other as friends because we've, we've, yeah, we have the same energy that's like, it's also, I think it's fueled by each other. It's 100%. like, I yeah. feel, I feel energized after seeing you guys, whereas some friends you feel fucking drained. And you can't have that. Like, I, I'm a firm believer that people in your life, and not everyone in your life, needs to bring you up and, make you sparkle. But when it comes to your friends, when it comes to your closest and best friends, you need to spend time with people that invigorate you. Yeah. And again, like that will look different to so many people. Mm. For some people that is not loud, boisterous personalities, but mm. whoever you choose to spend your time with, you need to come away from those moments and those um, connection, I guess, sessions, mm. feeling lighter, feeling brighter, feeling energized. Mm, totally. I also think like people have to understand a different level of friendship that they have with certain people. And a lot of people don't recognize that. My relationship with Simon, I know what it is. My relationship with other friends are completely different. I know what Simon gives me and what I give Simon back in return. So people need to understand that. They can't expect, I can't expect everybody to be Simon and always be at Simon's level or always have the same conversation or always go that deep straight away. People have to understand like, Different friends give you different things. Mm -hmm. There are some friends that you can just never call them for three years and call them when you're in trouble and they answer and they're there. Yeah. So you need to recognize the different level of friendship with different people. And a lot of people don't do that. They instead compare their friendship with others. And that's the worst thing that you could do because mm -hmm. then you start growing animosity 
towards an individual for no reason. But and they there's no need for that. it. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, because you don't mentally prepare yourself or you don't even recognize what is like, what is it that you're getting out of this friendship and what are you giving back in return? Totally. So people need to learn to separate and that's when they'll find themselves like me and Simon, I love him to death. I know what Simon gives me and I know what I give Simon in return. Yeah. And that's between me and him only. What I have with, with you, Abby, is just me and you separate. Yeah. I also shit her to tears sometimes. Don't get me wrong. Oh, no, wrong. You, guys, no, no but you guys like a married couple in front married of me. Married couple slash No, the amount, of, amount of time okay, when Simon gets drunk, and I love this about him, he's so cute. I don't drink alcohol. I don't know what you're talking Sorry, about. Sorry, when he drinks so, too much tea, he likes. So much tea. He goes so <laughs> all the tea. Take to Simone and to Viola and to me. Sometimes you go, darling, darling I, love, I love you, darling. I love you, darling. But let me speak. And it's so. And it's so <laughs> I've done that. Do not lie to yourself. Or all, all you the time. Are, don't be sassy. You have, Simone. Hope it's me and Simone. You are and Simone in the room. Simon all the time. You guys, I can see you every day you're being sassy. Don't be no, sassy, guys. No. Just keep me with some love. Just give me some no, love. And I guys. love you. No, but no, okay, I'm sorry. I love love Viola. And you can be very sassy, so you just sit but over darling, there. you say it in the cutest way, because you're not you're not being like, let me talk. You're like, darling, 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 I love you so much. But please let me finish. I love that for me. It's beautiful. See? Because you're polite. I'm polite. But it's also I'm getting my point across <laughs> with, with Abby, Viola, and Simone in a room. I mean, it's no wonder that I have to ask to be heard. Oh yeah, we have to because you can't finish. And, it's and then I'm just like, hi, this thing happened. And, we're like, and then they're like, Simon, can we get a top up? And I'm like, sure, I'm a waiter in my own home. Great. No, darling. Like, come, it's my place. Of... It's my place, guys. Give me a chance to talk. We're like, okay. You can leave. We can stay. You have 13, you have 13 <laughs> seconds, babe. Did you just do a weird Cardi B noise but made it more pigeon? It's, oh, my God. Yeah, you're good at that. But Simon just fucking keeps doing it till. So, Viola, what's been up for you this week? <laughs> Did we just do 30 <laughs> minutes on me? We're 20 minutes in. Oh, my God. No, but All right, it's I'm, I'm going to stop for a non-cigarette. Uh, you can share with Viola. Am I allowed to say cigarette on the podcast? Babe, I say cunt on the podcast. I say, I say glug that dick up on the podcast. So I feel like the word cigarette. You say glug that dick? Babe, I love my, that. The, 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 do you know how long it's been since I glugged a dick? Actually, so I could give some um, tips on how to glug dick. I could if I haven't essentially been a fucking celibate yeah. for the duration of this year. I practice on my dildo. I, I love that you tapped your mic when you said dildo. Babe, this isn't a dildo. It's a microphone. No, I actually do. You know why? Don't know how to practice. So I send, I send videos to guys of me sucking a dildo. That's that's up to Fantastic. That's hot though. They love it. They're like, fuck yeah. As know. as Abby says this, I'm eyeing off the remote that's sitting on the couch behind scared, her. Scared for the next two Perfect. weeks to be together. Big black remote. Let's go. Thank you. So guys, let me give you a little bit of a background story about what's happening. So um, Abby, Abby is staying at mine for a couple of weeks. She's currently out to dinner. Um, Viola, whom you heard from earlier in the episode, is also out to dinner. So I am home alone by myself with all of this amazing uh, podcast equipment on my coffee table that I've never had access to before. So this is what's happening. I've gotten a little bit tipsy and I've decided to just try and record some shit. So this is what's happening right now. And you know what? It could be a fucking trash fire, but welcome to 2020. So I've called a friend uh, who is actually facing like a pretty intense like relationship scenario at the moment. So I thought it might be fun if the two of us chat. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast that I have completely just hijacked. I'm so happy to be here, Simon. It's, uh, it's actually a pleasure to spend my 
Saturday evening with you. Well, you are staying with your family in Noosa, so what else is going on? Am I right? Uh, not much, not much. I mean, there's an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians sitting next to me that could be watched, but yeah. <laughs> what would you like to talk about tonight? Because you're actually facing a pretty intense mm. sort of relationship situation, right? Yes. Um, my partner is across the world in mm. Canada. I haven't seen him in four months. So, yes, I mean, it is quite pressing times. And um, you you and your partner were living together in Bali when COVID broke, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yes, we were living together, all shacked up. Um, and I guess that all went south when we were told we had to go back to our home country. So, yeah. For all intents and purposes, you essentially, like, you'd built your life in Bali. It wasn't a holiday. Yeah. It wasn't a temporary thing. Like, that's that is where your everything was, Yeah. Yeah, and um, look, I'm looking forward to going back when this is all back to normal. But, I mean, four months apart definitely sometimes has its challenges. But it's been pretty good for the most part. But I think the biggest challenge that I wanted your advice today was I do feel like my partner, while we are monogamous, perhaps would like, before we get married, would like to not be monogamous. What do you think about that? I think I need some more information and some more context. So please elaborate. We've chatted about getting married and we're both in agreement that's going to happen and we're... Sorry to interrupt. Um, listeners, listeners, as I'm talking, she's like very cutely like running her fingers through her hair. She's being very <laughs> poetically hair. beautiful. She's like, oh, we've been talking about... Like, married, yeah. She's a, she's a woman in love is what I'm saying. She's a woman in love with a glow. A woman in love with a glow that finally has an end date of when she's going to see yeah. her partner again, which is very exciting. Yes. But yeah. back to the point, you're under you. You currently have the impression that mm. what he wants to play before I you get married, he or he wants to play, play with you, or what? Put mm-hmm. it laid out. I think he wants to have the opportunity before we get married to have an open relationship for, like, a couple months. Interesting. Because he's scared. He's excited to get married. He's also scared to only be with one person for the rest of his life. And it's quite a pressing issue. And how do you feel about that? Um, I don't feel good. We joke about it, but I think it's a joke that actually is true. So he hasn't come out and 100% confirmed it, but... It is a joke that he makes very often, mm. which probably means it's true. What does a girl do? <clears throat> <laughs> please, please keep in mind, I've had quite a few bottles of rosé and I've literally stolen like Abby's podcasting <laughs> tools to have this conversation. But look, I think it's a really interesting conversation to have and it, it's it's something that I have to face with myself all the time because I have not dated for like six years. I've Mm. been um, notoriously single. But prior to that, you know, the few relationships that I had when I was younger, regardless of how in love I was with the Mm. person, I cheated on every single dude I was with, regardless of how much I loved them. And that's on me and that's based Mm. on, you know, like that – that is my behaviour and that's something that needs to be addressed. But what I think is interesting about this scenario is like 
is this a conversation you've actually had? Have you raised the topic or are you just reading between the lines and kind of at this point connecting dots that could or could not actually be there? Well, I have raised it and he has confirmed that it is actually partially true and he does. We're going to need more. We're going to need. We're going to need more context than that. What do you mean? He's confirmed. He's basically said, in ideal world, yes, he would have a couple months where he could go and play and run around and be single one last time, because he thinks he's always been in a relationship, and he's, you know, under the impression life's short and wants to make the most of it. There's a couple of things to consider here. And I know that the only reason you would even be like contemplating this conversation is because you love this man and you want to be with him for the rest of your life. How long have the two of you been together? We've been together two years. So it's still like quite new but long term. Mm. But I think we could still have a future without this happening but I'm scared that it's something that he's always going to have in the back of his mind so I'm like so then my my question my question (laughs) my question to you is if this is and again I'm sorry for repeating information but you have confirmed that Mm. you've had this conversation this is something you Mm. want to do yeah? yeah okay yeah so then my question is what makes you think that that itch once it's been scratched in this particular scenario, won't mm. pop up again in two years or five years or ten years? Like, do you really think it would just be like, oh, I want to go, like, the two months before we get married, I want to fuck, be it one person or be it multiple people, and then you think mm. this is just going to go away? Well, he is really serious about marriage. He is like, it's no divorce, it's not an option for him. It's really a serious commitment. He's 100% committed to it. So for him, he will 100% remain anonymous. He's monogamous. I can't say it either after a few years. Monogamous. Is that it? Monogamous. Yeah, so marriage is the deal. Yeah, it's 100%. But it's leading up to that. So then I guess the question at the end of the day is this. Like, so, like, if you had guaranteed on paper that so you're going to marry this man and the one thing that you need to cement a, a fully committed uh, relationship for the rest of your life, in love, kids, mm. babies, house on a hill, everything, the one thing you needed to do to secure that was letting him roam free for a month or two, would you do it? That's the thing. I can't just, I can't make up my mind because what if I can't forgive after? Like what mm. if I'm just so hurt? It's a big, big discussion. Like it's a big discussion we need to have because I don't really feel comfortable with it, but I do understand and appreciate his honesty. Yes, I do as well, especially if, and we assume, like, he's a good guy. Like, I, you know, yeah. I I haven't spent time with him in person, but based on what you've told me and based on the conversations that I've had with him, he's a good guy and he's not someone that yeah. would do wrong by you. So I think it's awesome he's kind of flagging this. Um, mm. it's, a, it's a difficult one though. Like I'm, I have this weird thing where like, 
<laughs> I'm this like bizarre breed of gay where I don't really know what's going on. Don't have any gay friends. Like anyway, I'm, I'm super confused about the whole thing. But open relationships are, are really, really common in the gay scene. And I think that's amazing. I think that's awesome. And regardless. That's where Scott got it off, I think. Because he's friends with all the guys. Yeah, of course. And I think they've rubbed off on it. <laughs> and I, I have this whole thing where, like, I don't have an Literally. issue. I don't have an issue at all, like, being an absolute floozy in the casual dating sense. But I would hope yeah. that at one point I'm going to meet someone, I'm going to fall in love with them, I'm going to be, like, okay. solely committed to them, I won't need any yeah. of that. And do I know that will happen? No, I don't. Like, it's, it's really okay. strange. So what the fuck... Uh, you're going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> I don't know. We have to, It might have to be like to be continued because it's a big, a big decision. And uh, to give the listeners, I guess, a little bit uh, of context. So was living in Bali full time for how long were you there for? A year. A year. All right. So I was in Bali full time for a year. COVID hit. She came back home. And so you've been back home since like March approximately? Yeah, four months. Four months. Yeah. And yeah. during that time, because his partner was a, a Canadian national, he returned to Canada. And mm. while I, and I'm sure you're the same, like I have absolutely no doubt about her partner's love for her and the commitment to the relationship. With what you have kind of raised tonight, is there any part of you that thinks he might already be, like, partaking in that kind of Yeah, like, I guess, like, behavior? it's scary to think that because there's been a couple times where I've been like, okay, he contacts me every day, all day, and there's been a couple of days he hasn't contacted me all day, every day. So I've been curious. And, you know, I, I guess, like, it's a scary thing, but I have to just trust him. He is very devoted, very loving, and always tells me I'm his soulmate, so that's nice and reassuring. But it's hard, though, when you're on opposite corners yeah. of the earth. And I know just this week you've you've finally gotten um, consular uh, approval to leave yeah. Australia and return to Bali, which is great, but for such a long time you weren't sure when that was going to happen. Mm. So then my question to you is, and it's a very interesting one, like if you're absolutely in love with someone mm. and as you've said like say the two of you <laughs> let me talk hypothetically maybe not specifically about your relationship but like <laughs> if you're absolutely in love with someone and then in the lead up to the two of you committing to each other for the rest of your lives one person says oh I still need to have a like a play around or whatever get this out of my system before I commit for good like Mm. Would you prefer to know or would you prefer not? Because I guarantee you, because I've been in this position, 100% mm. prefer not to know. Not to know. I agree. Do I you prefer agree? not to know because, yeah, it's very, like, I feel like our love is, like, super, super powerful, as, like, lame as that sounds, and I don't really want to, like, taint that with mm. someone else. But I know he says that, like, emotionally, I have his heart forever, blah, blah, blah. But physically, he doesn't know if he can only physically be with one person. So it's very interesting. I actually am due to call him soon. So I could literally ask him, come back on the show, have the conversation and let you guys know how it goes. Oh, my God, I love that. <laughs> Not only have I taken over Abby's podcast, but we could do like a two-piece on this. Yeah. But I think it's so important and I think it's amazing because like I 
I don't, I don't know, know your partner, but I've had enough conversations with him to know he's not a fuck boy. He's a great guy. He really yeah. loves you. He really cares about you. So I think like when it, when it comes to millennials, even though I know you and I are at the older end of millennial, <laughs> like when yep. it comes to navigating like relationships and commitment and all this shit, like it is a new world. It's so entirely different. And I think it's important to have those conversations. And I think honesty is the honesty is key. Honesty is key. Mm, yeah. And I think it's important to talk about it because you can't be embarrassed about your relationship problems because some people, I guess, like it's nice that he's honest because I've been telling other friends about it, like just some close friends. And um, they've said, well, at least he's being honest. And I do have to give him that. Like at least he wants to talk about it. At the end of the day, I just don't want this to be something that comes up in our therapy session in 20 years, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think you've really hit the nail on the head. I think, like, I got to a point oh, like a decade ago now where, like, up until that moment in my life, I had been living for the approval of others and living for, like, superficial, I guess, um, uh, validations, like external validation. I got to a point and I was like, you know what, man, fuck this. Like, fuck this. I, I just want to be the most open, honest person that I can. I got sick. Like I got to a point where I was like, man, I've like built myself into this little web of white lies. I can't keep across anything. So I made a choice about a decade ago. I would have been, I don't know, early twenties. And I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to lie anymore. I was like, I'm just going to tell the truth. I'm going to tell the truth about everything, be it relationships, be it friendships, be it whatever. And the freedom that that gives you, and yes, it can lead to some difficult conversations, but you know what leads to harder conversations? Fucking deceit. Deceit is 10 times harder than sitting down and having an open conversation. Because if something is brought into the light, you can talk about it, you can deal with it together. Deceit is a different beast. I know. I agree. It's very, it's very much more hurtful. Sometimes the truth hurts, but I think you're right. Deceit hurts more. And it'll be interesting. I definitely want to broach it with him soon because even though I'm seeing him in a month, I feel like it's getting harder every day at the moment because I'm just frustrated and I just, I was chill for a while, but now I'm kind of like it's on my mind more. I'm like, oh. All right, so guys, this is super exciting. Even though I don't personally have a podcast and I've just stolen Abby's gear and I'm just like creating shit, we have stumbled on something beautiful here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, and this is what has happened. So obviously we have had talking about her relationship. It's been very difficult. They had built a life in Bali. They were then separated by COVID to go back to Canada, to go back to Noosa. And, you know, they're building towards coming back together, but then had raised something very interesting. And this is no judgment. We definitely don't like, we're not here to throw shade. We're just here to get like an interesting perspective on this. Yeah. Had said uh, that obviously the two of you love each other very much. You're working towards, you know, a, a commitment, potentially a wedding, et cetera. But potentially you had implied that before that happened, you needed like a little bit more like kind of playtime? Correct. 
Oh my God. Okay. I'm so interested to hear about this. So please share and no judgment, no shade mate, at all. ever. Um, it's not, it's not, look, it's not rude at all. Right. So, um, we're talking, we're talking about making now, now here's the thing, like to me, at least marriage is forever. Right. When I get married to somebody, I am going to commit literally my life, body, soul, everything to that person forever. Mm-hmm. And I would never step out of bounds. I would never step out of boundaries. Like this is somebody that I'm going to, you know, support financially and emotionally until the day that I die. Right. However, I don't necessarily believe in that concept of monogamy. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, physical monogamy, that is when it comes to like a partner and a life partner. Absolutely. Right. Which is why I'm saying that um, at least in my particular case, knowing the way that I am, I don't want to do anything that's ever going to upset or mm. break any of the expectations that she has or the ways that, you know, that she perceives, you know, our relationship to be. Um, and I would never betray her or her trust in that way. And I want to commit my life to her. So cute. I would love to explore my physicality at some point. That's not nice. Let him, let the man talk. Step, right? And it's not even, and it's not even necessarily going to be about like me literally running around, hooking up with girls all day, every day. We know that's not going to be the case, but I want to have the option to just go out and I don't know. I want to have the option for a short amount of time. Okay. All right. So if I can, if I can just like totally break this down and correct me if I'm wrong, but what I'm hearing from you is say hypothetically, uh, you and were to get married. You're saying that after that date of marriage, based on your principles and your morals from that date of marriage, you'll be a completely committed husband and partner there would be no kind of, you know, attempt at anything else with anyone else from that date of marriage. It would just be about in this scenario. Correct. And it would have to be that way because that's the way that she also wants it to be. Now, again, like for me, I personally separate the physical and the emotional and the spiritual and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. Right. I personally don't believe necessarily in physical monogamy. I just don't. I Amen, brother. It, Amen. I'm a partner that very much believes so. Therefore, I will very much respect that. Okay. And, so uh, then. But for me, the emotional commitment is much stronger. Like, uh, you know, I, I see it, like my life partner, you know, when I'm 80, 85, mm-hmm. like she's one that I want to be next to. And I know that we're going to be laughing and holding each other and smiling until that day. Right. See, she's trying to be pissed at you right now, but she heard that and she just got all teary. She got so cute. I'm watching her on right. the video right now. She's like, oh. That's, of course, and that's, and, that's, and that's cute and everything, but does that mean that, that's, that, that I only want to, you know? No. Okay. No, Fucking word. First okay. I I love chocolate. Look, I love chocolate ice cream and chocolate's my favorite. And she's the chocolatiest of the chocolate. 
but sometimes I want to try vanilla. Sometimes I feel like having salted caramel. Sometimes I want two scoops, you know? Like, okay. <laughs> just, just give us one or two, because I know we don't have you for a very long time. So then I guess I, okay. So pretend not here for a moment or even just for a moment that we're not talking about personally. So you've already said, actually, no, I want to clarify. Uh, so you, you said you don't completely believe in the concept of monogamy. I agree. It's difficult. It's a difficult word, word to get out, but are you saying uh, that once you're married, you are committed in that sense. So any, any kind of behavior around that needs to be out of your system prior to marriage, or you're saying even after marriage, you're still not a hundred percent on board that train. Um, look, after marriage, I'm still not a hundred percent on board that train. I Interesting. Just don't it. However, I will commit to it because I'm going to be with a partner that, you know, I'm choosing one over the other essentially. Right. And for me to be able to choose one over the other, I need to get the other out of my system. Are you cho you're choosing desire over commitment at the end of the day? That's it. So, like, once once you commit, like you're saying, again, hypothetically, if you were, were to get married, you're saying, I would put aside that element of my desire because I want to commit to this girl Correct. and I want to give her what she wants. Yeah, okay. that's right. So then going back just very briefly to what said, so I know that at the moment you guys are living on uh, different corners of the planet. You're planning on going back to Bali. You're talking about commitment, but you're also talking about like potentially like a, <laughs> a runaround phase before you commit. Like what does that actually look like? And no shade at all. Like, Again, like, mate, you weren't here for my, my piece before, but I've I've cheated on every single partner I've ever had. And I don't, I definitely don't, I definitely don't condone it, but like I, I yeah. really encourage open conversation around these topics. Well, I mean, look, again, to me, it's, it's very much a different thing, like hooking up with somebody on a night versus wanting to spend every second of your day with somebody else, right? It's, it's two completely different things, right? Like having a like having that that emotional connection with somebody is is much more valuable than having a, a, a hookup for the night. But like this runaround phase, like we're talking about, I to be honest, I don't know what it looks like. I have no idea what it looks like, right? I don't know if I want to just go on a crazy boys trip for a couple of weeks or a, or, a, or a weekend or let me tell you I, I could take you on a crazy like, boys trip but i don't think it's a boys trip you're looking for to be fair my boys trips <laughs> look very different mate very different how comfortable are you with handcuffs yeah. <laughs> um but but yeah but that's but that's the thing i don't i don't necessarily know what it looks like either all i know is that i I can't in my right mind or body or soul or emotion or whatever fully commit to that level of monogamy and commitment that she wants without me at least having experienced a bit more of the life that I wanted to in that sense. Okay. And guys, we are, we are going to wrap it up here, but can I just say to you, do you know, I, I know that some of these conversations are hard to have and some of these topics are difficult to broach, 
But do you know what's so amazing about you and is that these conversations are being had because for so many relationships, this shit just happens under wraps, under the covers, like there's no honesty. And, And while every relationship is unique and you guys need to figure out exactly how you want to approach everything. I know it's going to happen. I'm fucked. I'm just going to have to get married. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like, but but the fact like in my mind, like honesty is key. Like even if that honesty is difficult or is hard, what is worse than that is people doing things behind someone else's back or being secretive or being dishonest. Or while some of these topics are, are difficult to I guess, like, kind of think about what's amazing is that feels comfortable enough to actually talk about them, be honest about them, which is fucking sick. And you know what? Fucking rare. Because most boys are fuck boys. They wouldn't even talk about this. They just go and do it, and you'd yeah. never know. Yeah, you're right, Simon. And I think it does take a man to be honest about anything they're doing wrong. It does. Wrong it does. Because, I mean, I wouldn't want to be with someone who isn't 100% honest. No, so like, and all the time. it does take a man because you know, like after this, when this all ends, you're going to call be like, ma, 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 about everything he just said. So the fact oh, he was God. just honest is going to like cause him extra punishment. <laughs> but he was honest because he... Yeah, he better run and hide under his bed or not answer his phone. Well, he's oh, in Canada and you're in Noosa, so I don't think he has to run very far. I think the thing to remember, and we will wrap it up here like... We don't, we don't have all the answers, but honesty is definitely the best policy. And yeah. the fact that you're being honest with each other is awesome because, as I said, the number of fucking dudes, I would say upwards of 80%, that would just go out and do this shit without even talking to their partners about it. Simon, what the fuck? Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you joking? (laughs) So, Si, so I was at dinner and Simon calls me and is like, babe, I need to work out how to do the recorder. Literally, guys, like I had no idea how to work the equipment. I was just on my living room floor with a fucking like random. I'm at dinner on a date and he FaceTimes me and I was like, just FaceTime me so I can figure it out. The fucking record is locked. I was like, shit, like we figured it out eventually. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what content is going to be? Text me. He goes, babe, the content that I've gotten for you. And I was like, how good could it be? We've just listened. That was incredible. Like I really don't – I really try not to be ostentatious in day-to-day life. But fuck me. That was epic. Dude. Okay, so what are your thoughts on the situation? Here's the thing. I agree with – in what context? So I think- and guys, I'm so sorry to interrupt, Abby. I have had. <laughs> I'm I've, so sorry to interrupt. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I have had a lot of wines, guys. So if, if I've got a little bit of a oh, oh sweethearts, we've had glug it, glug it up, glug as it, we say, glug it up, glug it up, glug so, it up, so as I, we say. We were drinking from twelve. Then I went to dinner yeah, at five thirty a.m. or p.m. Who knows? Who knows? It's now I mean, 11 o'clock. in lockdown, who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows? So I, the thing is, like, I was listening and I was like, I get it sounds so sweet. She sounds yeah. like such a little baby. I love her. Sweet but, baby angel. So angel. And I get why she's upset. Because yep. also being being distant is also scary, saying you can fuck who you want when we're on the opposite mm. sides of the, of the globe. That's scary. But I get, I agree with in that 
there are certain types of connections that can be either sexual and emotional, sexual and spiritual, or just sexual. I don't think this is why monogamy to me, for me, it isn't the be all and end all. I don't want to open relationship. I don't want to be poly. I don't want to be monogamous. Interesting. I'm very fluid. I'm like if some if it if it sorts the, like saying like I I'm, like if I having sex with someone like someone putting their genitals against my genitals doesn't Ugh. negate my love for someone. God, I miss that. I miss sex. The genitals. Um, the genitals. <laughs> well, then I guess I have think? a question. I have a question for you, Abby, uh-huh. and I guess the listeners. And mm-hmm. please, uh, podcast group. Please share your uh, thoughts and comments on it's a lot. What the podcast the, group? The podcast group. The podcast group. Yeah, on Facebook. Yep. No, Insta. What's the Insta handle? It's, oh, it's a, lot. a lot pod. Yep. At it's a lot pod. Yep. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I've got I've got a question for you. Uh huh. Question for you, Abs. Hit me. Okay. So. Man of your dreams. Yeah. You're in love for a couple of years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Got him in my head. Yeah. Okay. Know who he is. He proposes. Beautiful. He wants to marry you. Moments, yeah. But just like yep. had outlined yep. in the conversation prior, yep. <laughs> you're the, the man of your dreams, the love of your life says that before he marries you and commits to you fully, he needs to fuck around for a bit. Yep, send it. What are your vibes? Do it. Yeah? Do it. I would say do it but don't tell me. Yeah, yes. Okay. Like No, no, no. So, do no, it. No, no, so like opposite. I like I'm I'm totally like oh, oh god, it's such a loaded question. No, Dal, see I'm opposite. I I am. Do oh, you want to know? And tell me you've done it. I want to I want details. I just Oh my know, god. I want to know. Really? Cuz I don't want to be an idiot. I want to be the person that Guys, finds Guys, I'm drawing out. closer to Abby because yep. I'm so obsessed with her. I'm like getting closer to her. All right. So, so continue. So I don't want to be an idiot. I want to know you have done it. I, want, I don't want no details. I don't want to know who, what, when, where. But would but, I want you to say I fucked th- three girls. No? Interesting. See, I'm the opposite. I would, I would be. Don't ask, don't tell. Don't ask, don't tell. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. I Which would, is fine. I would be like. Don't fucking tell me, like, so for example, based on uh, mm. their scenario, mm. I would say to, all right, two months. Also COVID though, you'd be like, do what you say, want, they, they didn't say, uh, didn't say he wanted to do it for the two months leading up to the wedding. He just said, I need to get this out of my system. But you know what? Straight men think they can get all this pussy in the world and they try. And they fucking we got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, so like, he's like, oh, I got two months. Babe, babe. He's like sitting in a bar for two months. Dude, just like eating dude, peanuts at dude, a sports bar. Dude, straight men that think they're like, like listen, I just want some time of <laughs> could get seven dicks a night. <laughs> Be like on Tinder swiping. Swi- I don't know, look like swipe, either of them. Swipe, swipe, swipe. I can guarantee six weeks in and go, haven't got some pussy. Gonna be fucking riding half of, on the harbour oh, bridge. But that's the thing, riding. though. And this is the thing, though, babe. That's the thing, though, because girls don't do that. And I don't want to say girls don't do that in a way that they don't do I that. Do. But I mean, like, here is the conversation that needs to be had because the responsibility, or not even the responsibility, but the acceptance comes down to the man's behaviour. Yeah. So you will notice. In that story that was told, not once did we talk about what wanted, felt, or what 
craving. It was all about him. And her accommodating for what he wanted 100%. and whether or not she can, she's able to accommodate for him. And you know what's funny? It wasn't just about whether she could accommodate. It was can you put up with this behaviour mm. enough to then deal with it, which is yeah. fucking bullshit. Can I just say? It is because, bullshit. like, why is the conversation? Why is the conversation? Oh, what? How much can the female put up with before she leaves? Yeah, and, and the thing is, like, I get. I think, why is that the conversation? I think right, having boundaries, and I understand perspective, but I think is right having boundaries and not wanting it. So I don't think anyone's right or wrong. I, I get. I get. But I think you're right in saying that it is. Bending. No, I disagree. I think someone is in the wrong, and I'm. I'm really sorry to say this if you're listening, but not once in your entire conversation and that entire piece, not once did I hear him speak about feelings, wants, desires. Mm. It was all about him, and mm. I mean, I mean, can we? Can we? Why is it always about the man? Why is it always about and I'm the man? saying that as a man. Like why? Yeah, I mean, why is it always about how much the female can put up with before she leaves? She why? It's just like it's it, and it, you, know, it, you know why? It you know why? Back I know why. Right. I know why. Yeah. Because women are taught from birth their entire value is based off if they're right. with a man or not. So men can go and frolic and they can get go pregnant at 50. When they're 50, they can fuck a girl and get her pregnant. We have a timeline. Mm. So it's like if you are, you need to put up with whatever you can to get to snag a man in quotation mm. marks. Where it's like I'm just gonna cop this, cop it, amen, put up with it, and you're like, you know it. what? It's fine. I will, I will bend and snap, and I will do yeah. what the fuck I need to do. Yeah, to be with a guy who will want to be with me forever, and I feel lucky to get someone. Yeah, it's this fucking bullshit notion as well of like uh, when it comes to domestic violence. Why didn't she leave? Fuck you. Yeah. Why didn't he not hit her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. why? Why does that come totally. down to the woman? Why does it suddenly become the woman's responsibility to not be hit? Why does the woman bear the responsibility of a man's mistakes? Yeah. Why is it that? It's like, fucked. I got I got shit from Bachelor Paradise. Oh God, I'm being getting like, so worked up. I'm I got, like, nah, babe, I, I just want to kill everyone. Babe, I still get DMs being like, you, you're you a feminist, but you liked Kieran and Kieran's a piece of shit. And it's like, why am I in trouble why? for Kieran's mistakes? Yeah. It's, it's, it's so, it's. Oh, it's such fucking bullshit. And I have, so I have five sisters and they're all incredibly beautiful individuals and all very complex and all very different and all very unique. I have one sister. Um, she was married at 20 and divorced at 21. And the right. reason that happened was because apparently there was this horrific uh, domestic abuse situation going mm. on that, None of us knew about. None of us knew about. Mm. And the reason, and I'm literally like punching, punching the, couch the couch as we yeah. talk, is the reason that we didn't know about it was because she didn't feel comfortable or confident enough to speak about it because in this day and age it still gets blamed somehow on the woman. Yeah. On the woman. Somehow. Why didn't you leave? How? Why didn't you Why didn't leave? you leave? Why didn't you walk Why out you the tell door? Us? Why didn't you tell Why us? Why didn't you dodge a fucking fist? Are you yeah. joking? yeah. Yeah. Are you joking? The thing is, I get what you're saying with yeah, she's kind of bending, having to like swerve and like bend and break. But I do understand what you're saying. I I just I just I think because I'm I am more open to open relationships and non-monogamy. So maybe my perspective 
isn't the quote unquote. Here's norm. the thing. Here's the thing. Like I, and again, <laughs> it's so funny. Like, uh, what's that phrase? Uh, you give great advice, but you never take it. Yeah, like I'm, ask, dude, ask. I'm talking. I'm me, talking about me relationships. Single as fuck. I was like, give me advice. My four year relationship. I was like, can't. I'm like, guys, love you, but can't relate. I'm talking about relationships, and I haven't had one in such a long time. Oop. But like in a dream scenario, coming from me, and again, like zero shade. I'm the biggest fucking slut on earth. But agree. I, okay. No, 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 me as well. I, I meant me too. I meant me too. I meant me oh as well. No, I meant like I'm she the biggest agrees, son. No, 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 no. no. I, I, meant, I mean, I'm the biggest son as well. No, but I mean. My grace, like, I mean, yeah, it's so It's so funny, isn't it, though? Because, like, in my mind, when I'm talking to mm-hmm. I have this picture in my head of what the perfect marriage is, what the perfect relationship is, right? right. And we talk through that. But then I compare that picture of perfection to my actual real life experiences. It's not good, is it? And it's just <laughs> not very similar, is it? It's so far. There it's are a so few far. discrepancies, I would say. I mean, there's a couple of like, yeah, they don't quite join up. And so going back to what we were saying to them about being honest and being open with each other, like I would say, I hope that one day I meet the man in my dream. Mm-hmm. And we fall in love. Beautiful. And we are monogamous, just to each other. Oh, and we're beautiful. and we're super committed, and and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And we have kids, obviously through adoption. Mm. And, and we have a, and we have a house on a hill. But but then, like, when I compare that kind of image to the realms of possibility within my mm. own life, it's mm. what. It's hard to match up, right? Well, I mean, it's wildly inaccurate and wildly. Well, it's like winning the, lo- it's like winning the lottery. It's like the, the thought of having like that that ideal life mm. is like winning the fucking lottery. Yeah, totally. So, so what I feels, love. It feels silly to dream about that because you're like. Oh, 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 oh. Well, this is the thing, Abs. It's like it's funny for me to be like, oh, I believe in the one and, I, I, you know, yeah. like on one hand I believe in the one but on the other I'm happy to have a gangbang with like 12 other <laughs> and that, and that's, Should I not say and that? That's, and that's beautiful. I mean, and you know what, psych? <laughs> that's beautiful, sweetheart. It's cardio. And it's cardio. It's car- and he takes those twelve cocks. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh god. Just said that. That's the thing. No, but I get it. You you have these you have these polarizing views of like love and intimacy, and it's hard to this marry thing. up all of it. Right? You have this Disney uh-huh. view uh-huh. of love and intimacy. Uh-huh. And then you have what actually happens in your day-to-day life. Yeah. God, I've been drinking too much. No, no, you're, you're being very articulate. Well, thank you. Being beautiful. Oh, thank you, as always. Oh, I love that. Love you. So you feel like there is a big discrepancy, and I feel like there's everything in between as well, between a 12-person gangbang and <laughs> a monogamous house on the hill with a cocker spaniel and a golden retriever and a little kid called uh, Charles, you know? There is there's, there's a huge gap there, and I big think, gap, and I think as well, like massive gap. Our friends, it's usually in the driveway. I think there's a huge gap, and it's also hard when our like my friends and like your friends and them, us, we all have. I mean, I think everyone has this like people that have really good relationships on paper quotation marks mm. have huge issues. No one has the ideal life, but we're fed this ideal Disney life, house in the hill, cocker spaniel, Charles, whatever the fuck. From birth, I think that there is this like a big gap between like reality and uh, 
like an ideal life and I'm not sure how to marry the two up. And I was talking to my Uber driver tonight actually about arranged marriages. Please tell me what you were talking to your Uber His name was Rahul. About. Love you, Rahul. He speaks five languages. He's an immigration lawyer, but now he can't because of COVID because no one can fucking come here because of COVID. So now he's doing Uber. Anyway, love you, Rahul. Um, arranged marriages. And I was like, you know what? It's actually true that they they would work all the time because you're given someone who on paper is great for you. Yeah. And then you work your fucking ass off to make it work and there's no other options. Well, Whereas we have oh endless God. fucking options to do. Okay, okay, no. Okay, I have such – I was going to say I have such thoughts about this. That's another sentence. I've, I've, I have so many thoughts about this. Uh-huh. Okay, so I 100% acknowledge and agree with what you're saying. So, guys, circle back to say like 30 or 40 years ago, yeah? Like let's let's, let's, back. let's even just say thirty. We don't need to go forty. Let's go thirty years ago. The only people you knew or met or came into contact with and therefore had potential for relationships with were the people in your everyday life. So friends of family. Friends of family, people you bumped into on the street. So yeah. like think think like, okay. If you we lived, wouldn't have met forty years ago. Fuck no, you joking? Never. All right, so think like even in your suburb, you'd live right now. The only people you would meet are the ones you work with, the ones that you what buy coffee from. The one, okay, love you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what's so fucked, Being guys? Star, and this is what breaks Tom. my heart is like, on one hand, I have this insanely like, oh, I'm a romantic, like I'm so obsessed with romance, blah blah blah. But then on the other hand. I'm part of this millennial culture where I'm swipe, 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 better, swipe, better, 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 next, better. next, 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 next. If mm-hmm. it doesn't, like, I don't need to make it work with this person yeah. because that swipe, swipe. Like, what the fuck? But do you know that adds into perception of uh, monogamy? I know. But would have met if it weren't for that perception of life. So, so how's it? So how's it? So my mum and dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, we'll get in. Another episode. <laughs> I mean, my mum and dad, another episode. Yeah. But long story short, okay, so my mum and dad, the very first time either of them had ever kissed anyone was at the altar. Shut the fuck up. At their wedding. Suck my dick. Shut the fuck up. They had never kissed not only anyone else but each other. The first time they French kissed, aka pashed. How did they pash so? Did they pash good? Well, I don't know. I wasn't alive. <laughs> what <laughs> the me? fuck? I mean, how was their pash? I mean, I didn't have a camcorder. I mean, is it, is there a recording sure. of this? Can we see the I, I assume it was awful. Mm. But the first time either of them ever kissed anyone was. It's crazy, dude. It's not crazy. But like, they're together still. They would die without each other. See, I'm just so I'm into this arranged marriage never, moment. Like literally, like think but think about this. But think about this so like neither of them have ever kissed anyone what else. else. Not even a kiss. So I don't know. Put, the kiss, put, how did it end up like this six kids put, later? Put, it was put, only a kiss. Put sex aside, not even a kiss. Just smoochy. Okay, That's so crazy. then I have this I've whole, kissed you, Sai. Like we've made out. Oh my god, guys. I'm Mississippi. <laughs> Today. <laughs> Today I picked up I picked up Abby. I picked up Abby. Guys, no, no, you have to eat it. 
You have tears. And please, like, I'm like 100% pure gay. You're nev- like gold star I've gay? never had sex with a girl. I'm gold star gay, yeah. but I, I love my women. Anyway, I picked up baby, and we were talking about boys and um and how, and how they kiss and how kissing is so important. The most imp- more important than sex. I would agree. Because yeah. you can get turned on by kissing. Yeah. But and you can teach someone to fuck you, right? Totally. I'm and just like, kissing as, you can't as, teach. I'm we're holding hands as we say this. Okay. Right now. <laughs> <My> <laughs> like I said to Abby, like, you you can teach someone like better fuckery. Oh, I like that. Better, better fuckery. fuckery. What you cannot teach is good kissing. Because kissing is instinctual kissing and reacting. Needs. Anyway, guys. Anyway, so we were in the car, but we were talking about it. Um and Abby was uh, talking about, uh, you know, experiences with bad kisses. And whilst I was driving the two of us, she um, she grabbed my arm and she kind of demonstrated on my wrist. A good kiss? Oh, my God. <laughs> Guys, can I just say, can I just say, can I just say, closest to like, the mic. I have absolutely no interest in females, but <laughs> holy shit. Um, I'm very good at kissing. I'm good at giving head. Oh my God. Um, uh, guys, try it. Like, if Abby ever offers to demonstrate kissing on your wrist, <laughs> just go for it. I swear <laughs> to God. Because let me tell you, I had zero interest like before it happened, and it happened. I was like, oh god, <laughs> you're like vaginas. Oh. Like it's all on the tongue. Like pillows of mm. glitter, mm. just mm. gently like massaging my. And isn't that a beautiful sign of friendship? I mean, but so, okay, so our final thoughts, because we've, we've gone for fucking two hours this podcast. <laughs> I, I, I forced, I forced Cy and Viola at fucking 1 p.m. to start this and oh now no. it's 11 p.m. <laughs> so your final thoughts, you think you're in the wrong and you think that uh, should what? Stand her, ba- stand her ground. What do you think she should do? No, I, I definitely want to clarify this. I do not think is in the wrong. I think they both. If anyone in theory is in the wrong. But she's doing, uh, Abby's doing these quotation, quotation aggressive marks. quotation. So mark. aggressive. Like, no, I definitely don't. I don't think anyone's in the wrong. I think it's an open and honest conversation that needs to be had. Mm-hmm. And I think it comes down to the individual. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, both of them. What, what they want, what they need, what they exactly. And if, as long as they're expressing their boundaries, I think it's okay. As like, as I said during that call, as long as nothing is secret, nothing is in the dark. If if something is brought into the light, if something is brought into the light of day, there's no pain. There's n- nothing can hurt anyone if it's out in the open. Agree. You can talk about it. You can address no shame, it, regardless of how shit or bad or terrible it mm-hmm. is. If it's not in the shadows, mm-hmm. you can deal with it. Totally. The only time it hurts people is if it's secret, if it's in the in the corners, in the dark. And that doesn't just go for relationships, guys. That goes for everything. That goes for everything. friendships. That goes for conversation. Family. Like yeah. do not keep anything in the dark. Totally. Don't do it. It's not good for you. It's not good for anyone else. Oh, my God. Am I preaching? <laughs> Don't do it, everyone. No, Don't look, I've had a lot of rosé. Look, I agree with Sai. I think the thing is I think the fact they're able to talk about these things openly on a fucking podcast so good. is really good. I think that'd be fine. I think COVID has really tested a lot of relationships. Long distance. Fucked. But I think they're doing well. I, I think I think uh, is good in setting her boundaries. I think Good and saying like this is what I think. I think it's me. I think it's me. I'm. I was pretty drunk when I came home, so 
I'm pretty drunk now, but guys, I just love Abby so I much. I love you so I much. I just think she's like the most amazing human. I just want to fucking lick her face all day long. In a, in a, in a, in a gay friend way. <laughs> and, like, and you're like, Sai just smiling. He's like, I know the kiss, the kiss in the wrist this afternoon. It wasn't bad. So, Sai, any final words for the, for the, for the people of It's A Lot? Love you guys. Be, be great, be kind, be courageous. And isn't that lovely? Thanks so much, guys. Have a good day. Bye. It's a lot. Bye.